Welcome back to the Pound the Table podcast. I am your host, as always, the always NFL offseason GM, Fred. And we got a great show for you here today. Uh, we're going to be diving into some of the recent NFL news with uh, the preseason in full form. And then also we're going to dive into some of the players that have the most approved position by position for the 2021 season. So let's make sure we get after it here. So for recent NFL news, we're seeing a, uh, some cuts and some transactions come in from the preseason here after I believe the first roster deadline came and went. And it seems as though the, the number one uh, hit from early this week, it just missed our last episode, was the Tim Tebow news. So the Tim Tebow news, uh, he was cut, released or waived from the Jacksonville Jaguars squad after a couple of videos of just horrendous uh, football being played in the preseason came circulated. And uh, I can't say I'm surprised by it. Uh, honestly, my take on all this is, it's impressive by the Jaguars front office that he, he was like a top 10 Jersey seller for a few weeks. They were just raking in cash off this guy when they, I'm pretty sure they knew that they weren't going to keep him for the regular season. I mean, a 34 guy, 34 year old quarterback making a switch to tight end that late in his career just doesn't make sense, especially after playing baseball for the last few. So Tim Tebow, uh, his career with the Jacksonville Jaguars is over uh, and the Jacksonville Jaguars are millions richer because of it. The next piece of news I wanted to make sure I touch on here is going to be the Deshaun Watson news. So Deshaun Watson, uh, both sides came out and made a statement on each other's behalf, basically saying that there's nothing new. Uh, I believe one side said like the FBI was getting involved. The other side said the FBI FBI isn't involved, which would have made it a, a criminal proceedings. But in this case, he still remains off the exempt list he's still an active player what's surprising to me is that someone made a good point is that he's listed as like the fourth string quarterback on houston's depth chart right now so if he's not on the exempt list they either have to make a decision to move him before the season starts or face going into the season with four four quarterbacks on their roster one of them which they don't plan on ever playing so it it creates the situation It, it almost makes like a deadline here because Clearly, the guy's not going to play for you. Clearly, you have no intentions of playing him. I mean, there was at one point he was playing scout team safety. So it's looking more and more like unless he ends up on the exempt list in the next couple lists or a couple weeks that he's going to get moved here pretty soon. It'll be interesting to see what the compensation looks like for him, especially given his current situation not being resolved. It could get it could get a team a discount. But, I mean, this is a guy that if all accusations put aside, which, you know, if they prove to be true are very bad, but just for the sake of this exercise here, if we put him to the side, this is a guy that you're, you're talking three, four first-round picks to get this guy. So uh, it's going to be pretty big news. I'll, I'll be very interested to see kind of where, is it, where this goes, if it remains unresolved into the season, because then that could get uh, even worse for the Houston Texans, who already have a bottom three roster in the league. So in other news this weekend, uh, for recent NFL news, there was it came out that apparently the Oakland Raiders reached out to the Chicago Bears to try to trade back for Khalil Mack at some point this offseason. And if 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 that's true, <laughs> I, I'm laughing because it's the only thing that makes any sense to me at this point. But <laughs> why would you trade this guy in the first place? He was in the prime of his career. He's still an very high level pass rusher and i just don't understand why they trade him 
can't draft a guy to replace the guy. So now you go back to the same team that just you traded him to and asked, hey, can we get this guy back? I hope Ryan Pace laughed in his face, hung up the phone, and instantly texted Schefter to release this to the news because that's exactly what Mayock and Gruden deserve at this point. I'm not sure whose call this was. I'm guessing Gruden since it seems like he's pulling all the strings there. But this is it's 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 almost laughable at this point. Like I don't I don't understand what they're doing here. There was also some big injury news that came down this last week here as well in the midst of the preseason. And the first piece being the uh, Carl Lawson injury with the New York Jets. Carl Lawson signed a big free agent deal this offseason to be a premier pass rusher for the New York Jets. And uh, this week he was actually carted off the field and it, it was confirmed that he did tear his Achilles tendon. Uh, he, he'd been a mainstay and a, a very ascending player over in Cincinnati. He cashed in this offseason, big deal. I was expecting big things in that new solid defense there in New York. And it looks like they're, we're going to have to wait a year to see if he can bounce back from a significant injury like this. So prayers up to Carl Lawson. And then the other big injury that I, I thought that was fairly significant over the weekend here was the back injury to Tevin Jenkins, the second-round offensive tackle. So I had Tevin Jenkins as the first-round selection in my mind this past draft. I thought he was a surefire first-rounder. Uh, this lingering injury could have been why he kind of sank into the second. But nonetheless, the Bears selected him in the second, had plans to make him a starting offensive tackle. And he's uh, been suffering uh, with this this back ailment that's kept his participation limited. So turns out he's going to need back surgery. I think they expect him to be back at some point in the season, but most likely it's mid to later in the season. So that's fairly significant in the in terms of the Bears proceedings after, especially after releasing Charles Leno. So prayers up to excuse me, Tevin Jenkins as well. The last big injury that came down here in the last uh, couple days is going to be the Travis Etienne injury that where he had a Liz Frank, excuse me a Liz Frank injury in his foot, and uh, most likely he's going to miss the entire season. So they put him on IR prior to the season, and how the IR rules work is essentially once you're put on IR before making the 53 man roster, you can't return at any point in the regular season. So if they would have put him on there after they cut down to 53 people, then they would have been able to return him at some point. But this basically ends uh, Travis Etienne's season. So this is, it's it's quite disappointing uh, just in the fact that this is a guy that they were expecting to be a dynamic playmaker for their offense. It was going to be a fallback option for Trevor Lawrence that he was familiar with from Clemson. And now they're just not going to get any production out of him at all. Uh, if, in terms of depth at running back, it's not the worst thing. Uh, they still got James Robinson, who the the breakout rookie last year, who can you know man that backfield for the year. But in terms of like a dynamic pass catcher out of the backfield, it it they're they're kind of losing that option essentially. So uh, it really sucks for ETN. It really sucks for all the guys that got injured uh, in the preseason here. But it's just the name of the game. So. Best of luck to the guys that did get injured. Hopefully they come back soon and come back better than ever. So next up for our next segment, we're going to be doing something called uh, the players with the most to prove this upcoming season. So basically we're going to go by position, position, and 
outline kind of the guys that have a, a chip on their shoulder or have something left to prove in in this upcoming season in 2021 so we're going to start off right off the bat with quarterback and i think the quarterback that has the most to prove in the upcoming season is going to be cam newton for the new england patriots so when you take a look at what cam did last year you're looking at a guy that had eight intercept or excuse me eight touchdowns compared to 10 interceptions and he only threw for about 2600 yards so those are very very uh paltry numbers and you can consider he started 15 games for new england and i understand he had covid and that may have some had something to do with it as well too but when you take a look at as a whole uh he's gonna be about what 32 years old so i mean this might be his last shot this might be his last shot to prove that he's still got something left in the tank and that he actually is still a quality starting quarterback in this league because they just drafted a first round pick so this is obviously going to be most likely his last season so if you don't show up this year, you're going to be a career backup for the remainder of your career. So I'm interested to see what Cam can prove and see if he can win over that starting job for the entire season, just for half the season, or if he's even going to be the starting QB or considered a starting QB in the future. So Cam Newton's going to win that award for me as the, the QB with the most to prove. So next up for the running backs that I feel have the most to prove in the upcoming season is going to be... James Conner for the Arizona Cardinals. And I apologize if uh, there's a little bit of an echo behind me. It's a beautiful day outside, so we're filming outside as as uh, I have the opportunity here. But uh, essentially, I, I think James Conner has the most approved because if you look at his last year in Pittsburgh, only 721 yards rushing, six touchdowns, and then he only had 215 yards receiving. And uh, he was only healthier. He started 11 games out of the 13. And when you look at the last couple of years, he's only started 10 games and 12 games respectively. So he's never been a high volume, uh, big time healthy guy. But uh, once again, I think he's got a, an absolute prime opportunity in Arizona here. Arizona's uh, incumbent Chase Edmonds has kind of been used as their like change of pace, like speed back the last few years. And when you take a look, they didn't really draft anybody to compete with uh, James Conner or Chase Edmonds. So I think if you can come in early and establish that you're going to be the lead dog in that backfield, you're going to have a ton of uh, touches presented your way. Uh, I know it's going to be tough to, to compete with Chase Edmonds there, uh, but I think the opportunity is there. I think he's a better runner than Edmonds. Uh, Edmonds is obviously a better pass catcher with all the speed that he has. But I think James Conner's got a lot to prove, especially given his injury history and what he did in Pittsburgh on his last year. So... That's where I'm going to go with running back. So for the wide receivers that I have the most, I think I think have the most to prove. I'm going to list off the number one is going to be DJ Chark. So DJ Chark uh, came on not this last year, but the year before, so 2019, as a breakout candidate, went over a thousand yards, uh, like former sixth round pick out of LSU, athletic freak, and he had a great year. And then this past year, being the number one option, kind of had a little bit of a down year most likely due to the quarterback play as Gardner Minshew got hurt. Then you've seen guys like Jake Luton come in and just be subpar in general. So I think he's got a lot to prove, though, because when you take a look at it, he's a former six-round pick. And when we're evaluating the situation here, I believe it's a contract year for him. And you have a new coaching staff, and all reports that you've read or heard coming out of the Jacksonville camp is that Urban Meyer isn't exactly keen on DJ Chark as of right now uh, he's kind of fallen out of favor with the new coaching staff so if he wants to stick around long term or even get a long-term deal 
with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think he's going to have to step up to the plate here. He's going to have to prove to them that he's going to earn it, especially a lot more than the you know mid-700 yards that he had this past year. Uh, I think Jacksonville's going to be playing from behind a lot, so the opportunity's going to be there, especially with a first overall selection throwing you the ball like Trevor Lawrence. So DJ Chark, I think, is going to have a lot on his plate, and I think he's going to have a lot to prove. He's going to have to show uh, that Jacksonville fan base and the coaching staff that he's still got what it takes to be a, a wide receiver in this league. So I shifted positions here to kind of try to drown out some of the noise that we had in the background there. But uh, shifting over to tight ends. So I'm going to go a different route here with tight end. And the tight end with the most approved, in my opinion, is going to be Kyle Pitts for the Atlanta Falcons. And this is mainly just due to all the hype that he received. And it's not really fair to him since he's a rookie. But, like, he's been touted as this, like, generational prospect that's going to come in and light the league on fire. So I think that he's going to have to come in. And, if I mean, if he doesn't post over, like, six, 700 yards receiving, I think a lot of people are going to find that as, like, a disappointing season for a guy, which is, like I said, it's not really fair just because he is a rookie. But I just think he's going to have these extremely lofty uh, expectations. And I think that he... If, if he even comes up short, a lot of people are going to be disappointed. So I think that he's just got this huge reputation that he's going to have to uphold, and it's going to be very difficult to do so. But the, the target share should be there. It's going to be him and Calvin Ridley. I don't exactly expect to be the Atlanta Falcons to be lighting the world on fire. And with Arthur Smith coming in able to use his tight, his tight ends uniquely, I think the opportunity is going to be there, and I think fans are going to expect a lot from it. So I think Kyle Pitts is going to fall into that category where he's got a ton to prove this season to prove, uh, live up to his generational hype. For offensive linemen that have something to prove this coming up season or have the most to prove, I'm going to go right into Cincinnati Bengals territory, and you can take your pick on which one you think. But offensive tackle, either Jonah Williams or Riley Reef, I think both are going to have huge expectations just because they had the opportunity to select Penny Sewell at number five, and they passed on it in favor of Jamar Chase. And now you have these two offensive tackles, one who's been oft injured, hasn't really proven much in Jonah Williams, and then Riley Reef, a guy that was considered a average tackle at best, coming in expected to serve some pretty pretty lofty roles to keep Joe Burrow upright because that that was the issue last year and it, it came to a, a climax when he eventually was injured for the entire season so I think they're going to have huge expectations in Cincinnati and uh, and if they're going to be competitive in any way shape or form you're going to have to look at a guy like Joe Burrow to stay upright stay healthy be able to sling the rock probably you know 40 50 times a game minimum and get it to the receivers that they've built this offense around in T. Higgins, uh, Jamar Chase, and Tyler Boyd. So I'm going to put uh, both both of the Cincinnati tackles as having the most to prove. And uh, I, honestly, I think I believe I had Jonah Williams as my breakout candidate for offensive tackle. So I think he's capable of it, especially coming out of Alabama. But just both in general are going to have a ton of eyes on them come the season opener. Excuse me, season opener for 2021. So next up for the edge defenders, the, the player that's going to have the most approved, in my opinion, is going to be Marcus Davenport, the edge out of the New Orleans for the New Orleans Saints. He was a former first round pick that the tra- the Saints actually traded up to get, and they had to give up an extra first rounder to do so, uh, forfeiting it to the Green Bay Packers. And Davenport just he just has not lived up to that hype uh, for two first round picks, let alone a first rounder. And I think it's going to be a big year for him. I believe it's a contract year, so he's really going to need to show out to see if he wants to uh, extend his stay in New Orleans any further. So Marcus Davenport, edge with the most approved this coming year in 2021. 
Next up for the linebackers that I believe that have the, the most approved rolling into the, the 2021 season, and I think the leader in the pack here is going to be Corey Littleton, the linebacker for the Las Vegas Raiders. And when you take a look at the Las Vegas Raiders, they paid huge money to Corey Littleton. I believe it's north of or right around $15 million a year, somewhere between 15 to $17 million a year for an, an off-ball linebacker in today's age. And when you look at his production, he had about 82 tackles this past year, no sacks and only four TFLs, along with missing two games for the Raiders. It's extremely underwhelming, especially for a guy that you're expecting to be your number one dude there at the position. He ended up getting outplayed by also fellow uh, free agent signee Nick Kwiatkowski. And that Las Vegas Raiders just, as a whole, their whole defensive unit just needs to be completely upgraded. So he's a guy that he could definitely see as a cap casualty depending on what his cap hit's going to look like at the end of the season but I think he's got a big chip on his shoulder he's got a lot to prove to, to show that he's worth the kind of money that he's making for the Las Vegas Raiders so next up is going to be the interior defensive line and it's going to be who I think has the most to prove in 2021 and I would say that Jarrell Casey the former Tennessee Titan former Denver Bronco interior D lineman is going to have the most approved in 2021. This is mainly due to the fact that this is a guy that was, excuse me, I'm sorry, uh, a former pro bowler, former all-pro player, piled up sacks from the interior D-line. He was a high-impact player for a lot of years and then was traded due to his cap number for almost peanuts on the dollar. I think it was like a seventh-round draft pick to the Denver Broncos. And then this past year for the Denver Broncos, he he. I believe it was he tore his biceps, so he sat out pretty much all the year. Only after only playing three games, so now I think he's coming into his thirty second, excuse me, his age thirty two season with a lot to prove to show that he's still got something in the tank that he can still be that high impact uh, interior defensive uh, lineman pressure guy. So if he doesn't get it here. Who knows, he's probably most likely not going to sign for a big dollar deal or maybe at all because he's currently still unsigned, mulling offers. But I think he's got a lot to prove, and I think he's going to be able to bring it. So for the corner that I think that has the most to prove in 2021, I'm going to turn my head and I'm going to look at Trayvon Diggs out of uh, Alabama. He was drafted by the Dallas Cowboys Excuse me, in 2020. Or it would have been, yeah, 2020 NFL draft was a rookie this past year. So Trayvon Diggs played in 12 games for the Cowboys, and he had three picks last year. And it was an up-and-down season. He was like the, the three picks isn't terrible. It's pretty good ball production. But when you're looking at it, he had a very up-and-down. And, down, and they're, I, I believe they're asking him to be like a CB1 this year. Which is a, it's a tough task to ask for, or excuse me, a tough task to ask of a guy who's only in his second year as a pro, especially after having limited time, twelve games in his rookie season. So the reason I think he's got the most to prove is when you take a look at their roster, that this is one of the main positions they need to upgrade, and they they hit it. They they threw a lot of capital at it this past draft with Kelvin Joseph and a couple late round guys. I think it's like Nashawn Wright was another guy. And the thing is, is if, if they don't live up to the task at hand, if they don't live up to what their draft position was, especially like Trayvon Diggs, they could mo- look to move on at, with him after this year because it's only year two of his contract, and he's only under contract for four. 
So they could look for an upgrade this next year if he doesn't live up to the contract. And especially after how bad that Dallas defense was, they definitely need someone to step up to the plate and be a cornerback one. And then last up is going to be the safety position. And the safety that I think has the most to prove in 2021 is going to be Landon Collins for the Washington Redskins. So Landon Collins this past year only played in seven games, uh, ended up missing half of the season. When you look at this defense in Washington, it is stout. They have one of the, if not the best front seven in all of football with Sweat, uh, Deron Payne, uh, Jonathan Allen, uh, Chase Young, and then with a couple of linebackers there, especially bringing in Jameen Davis as a rookie. So they're going to be very stout up front. They're, there's not going to be a lot asked to the guys on the back end. And then they bring in William Jackson at corner to pair with Kendall Fuller. And now you look at their safety room. There was rumors out there this offseason that they were asking Landon Collins to possibly move down to linebacker and kind of play one of them hybrid box roles and uh, end up or making the full-time switch, kind of like a guy like Keanu Neal did in Dallas this year. And he, he came out and said, nah, I'm not doing that. So I think this is his last shot to prove that he can still play you know, deep down the field or play in the box and kind of be that versatile chess piece like he was in New York and for a year or two here in Washington. And if he doesn't, he's he's most likely going to get shipped out because I think he's one of, if not the highest paid safety in terms of certain dollar amounts per year here. So Landon Collins, I think, has a lot to prove to try to return to form of being an elite player. So that's going to be it for this segment. Uh, let us know your thoughts. Let us know who you think has the most to prove here in 2021 for each position or just in general. So that's going to be it for this week's episode. Hopefully you guys all like the uh, players with the most approved for 2021. Uh, we're, we're kind of starting to wrap up some of our uh, off-season content. Our plan is for next week to do our season preview show where we go through our, our season predictions, award predictions for the entire NFL, all that fun stuff. So we're going to have some great stuff on the docket here as we roll into the regular season. So make sure, make sure you guys are subscribing, tuning in each week to see what we got. So we appreciate every single one of you listeners, and we'll see you next week.